just very quickly, so bowing is just a very strong body language for surrender. Hmm? So the spiritual life basically tells you uh, to do things that you particularly don't want to do. So you have to have enough faith to sort of do it. Huh? So bowing is very just a strong language of uh, just for this weekend or week that you'll just do it. Okay? It puts away unnecessary doubt. Yeah? And at the end you can sue me. So then we say, Buddham Pujemi, Dhamman Pujemi, Sangang Pujemi. So this is just bowing to the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. When we say, Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa, that's just honoring our teacher. So just for this time, we're taking the Buddha as our guide. Hmm? And then the three refuges, Buddhang Sanangachami, Dhamang Sanangachami, Sangang Sanangachami, repeat it three times, Dutiampi, Tatiampi. So the Buddha is uh, putting faith, putting a certain confidence in this historical figure who, who uh, discovered this teaching and passed it on to us. But it's also, uh, the spiritual meaning is the Buddha within you. So there's something in you that seeks liberation. And that's what you're putting your faith in. Yeah? The Dharma is the teaching, and here specifically it's this, uh, the teaching of the Mahasi Sayadaw, who is a um, pretty famous teacher from Burma, and established a certain way of practicing Vipassana, insight meditation. And the Sangha is uh, traditionally those people who have experienced Nibbana, because they stand as witness to the Buddha's teaching. But in a very wider sense, we can also include each other, because... Uh, we need each other as support, really. It's easier to do this when others are suffering with us. Yeah. These training rules, the five of them are, f- are fairly basic, so not to harm any living being, so we'll, we'll try not to kill ourselves, each other while we're here. Eh? Uh, not to take what is not freely given. Uh, not to indulge in sexual and romantic delight. Uh, mainly because you need all the energy you can muster for this practice. You don't want to be... <laughs> Wasting it on that silliness. Uh, you know, not to use wrong speech, that's easy, because we keep the silence. And not to take substances that cloud the mind. So even strong tea can make the mind restless, so be careful, yeah? Not to overeat. Uh, you know, we just follow the tradition of not eating after lunch. Uh, there's two reasons for that. First of all, it allows us, perhaps, to see our connection with food, um, the attachment we have to it as a sort of comfort zone, and so on. But it's also, if you do feel peckish, if you do feel hungry, it's a nice way of connecting with people in the world who are, in fact, hungry at this time. Yeah, it's a nice sort of act of compassion, really. Not to oversleep. Uh, really, this is only for people who are staying the week. Normally, it takes uh, three days, really, for people's sleep pattern to sort of balance themselves. Most people come with either oversleep or not sleeping enough, you know, not sleeping well. So usually it takes about three days for that to straighten it out. So over the next uh, three days, and for those on weekend, if you do feel very sluggish and tired over the weekend, it is probably because you are tired. Yeah? It's not because <laughs> you're suffering from uh, dullness and lethargy. So you have to be kind to yourself. Not to indulge in entertainment. So our practice is to stop the input. So the more you stop the input, the more you see the output. Eh? So if you can, uh, things like no reading, no writing, uh, obviously no talking, 
after you've, uh, some of you may be new to Gaia, so after you've got used to the garden and the scenery, uh, just keep your eyes lowered, yeah? Stop the input, you see. Then you can see what's coming out from the heart, from the mind, and the body. Not to indulge in self-beautification, not to worry how we look or anything like that. It's a relief, isn't it? Finally, to cherish the noble silence. So that's the most important thing. And it's not just a matter of not talking to each other. It's also a matter of not looking at each other. Because when you look at somebody, you sort of beckon a response, see? So just close in. It's a time for just personal introspection. So it's up to you, really, you know, to make it work for you. On the other side, there are these uh, verses. So these are the specific um, investigations uh, that we do through the Pasana. And we'll, we'll, um, we'll say that together in the English. And it's the three characteristics, which we'll go into more detail tomorrow. How things are impermanent, how... The world will never completely satisfy us, and how things are insubstantial, not me, not mine, and so on. And then some, some quotes from the Buddha. And before we say sadhu, 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 uh, I'll just ask you to make a commitment to your own practice. Yeah? Just get the best of the weekend or week uh, for yourself that you can. Okay. Then, as I say, we'll do some standing meditation. It's guided, a guided sitting. Uh, walking meditation together, just around the hall, and then uh, some metta, and then we should be just about ready to collapse. Okay. Find yourself uh, a spot on the floor where your feet feel fairly planted. You might stand to the side or... If you feel comfortable on top of the Zabutan, that's fine. Some of you might know the Qigong posture, that's fine too. And just lift up to the top of the head, chin in. And you're looking down maybe a couple of meters or so, just resting the eyes. Relax the jaw. Lips together, teeth apart. And just put your attention on the soles of your feet. And just contact the sensations down there. Can you distinguish two different types? By the way, can you hear me at the back? Yeah? Thank you. If you can't, just shout, yeah? Can you distinguish two types of sensations, at least two types? One to do with pressure, the other to do with temperature. Are there parts of the soles of the feet you can't feel?
See how all the sensations are changing as the body rebalances itself. Observe that all the sensations are changing, constantly changing. And that your feet are feeling the floor, whether you want them to or not. Can you acknowledge that the sensations coming from your feet are not under your control? Just checking your posture, lifting up gently through the top of the head, jaw relaxed, shoulders relaxed. Eyes still round about a couple of meters ahead of you or so. And now just come up the body from the soles of your feet and just be aware of sensations, parts of the body you can't feel, different sorts of sensations, feelings. inside the body, on the surface of the body. As you come up to your shoulders, if there's still some tension there, give them a good squeeze. Make sure the jaw's relaxed. And when you reach the top of your head, the scalp there, just do what you did to the soles of your feet. See what sort of sensations you can discern. from there without moving your eyes just launch your attention outward just become aware of the colour coming through your eyes the shapes any sounds you can hear the atmosphere of the room sense of other people just put your awareness completely out there
and within the out there bring in the in here so that you're also aware of your breath, your feet, sensations of the body, a sort of global awareness, both the inside and the outside. And relax, just relax into this present moment, wide awake. Relaxing into this ever-present moment, wide awake. We're not trying to achieve anything. So when we're trying to achieve something, we're always trying to do something now for some future result. Just being here, in this way, is the achievement. Relaxing into this present moment, wide awake. We're not going anywhere. No need to plan, no need to worry about the next moment, the next day, what I'll do when I retire. We've already arrived. Relaxing into this present moment, wide awake, in a very open, receiving position, manner. We don't have to respond, we don't have to react. So in that sense, we don't have to present a personality, be somebody. Relaxing into the present moment, wide awake, achieving nothing, going nowhere, being nobody. This is called abiding in the present moment and we're developing four factors 
that lead to liberation. Awareness, calmness, stillness of body, silence of the mind, calmness of the heart. Steadiness of attention. And equanimity. Equanimity here means a complete openness, a readiness to accept whatever comes, without resistance, without fear, without greed. This is always the starting position for insight meditation. But it's something that you can practice in daily life anytime you just stop. So over the next couple of days... Every time you find yourself rushing, every time you find yourself fretting, doing something without thinking, without deliberate uh, decision, just say to yourself, stop. And just relax into this present moment in this very wide open, spacious way. The importance of this is not just that we're developing these factors, but that when we relax like this, you can see an intention arise. If we can see an intention arise, we can determine right there and then whether it's wholesome or unwholesome, skillful or unskillful. And if it's unskillful, unwholesome, we're relaxed enough to resist that temptation. And if it's wholesome, of course, we can do it. In this way, we can change our characters, personalities. Very simple. But if we don't catch the intention, it very quickly translates into an action. An action of thought, an action of speech, an action of doing. And that increases our conditioning. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. So this abiding in the present moment is something that we can take into daily life just stopping as often as we can to relax completely open in the present moment. And eventually it should be the substrate. It should be what is running with us throughout daily life.
It's just training, training ourselves, that's all. So let's take our time and just be aware of the actions it takes to get us into a sitting posture. Make every action deliberate. And if, uh, if you can, use little noting words to just keep your attention on what you're doing. Stretching, pushing, pulling, lifting and so on. Just get into the habit of doing that and you'll find that these little words, very concrete words, just keep your attention exactly where you want it. In the action, in the feel of the action. Noting your intention. To note your intention is simply to say it. Intending to sit. Just take your time doing things. Get the feeling that you have an eternity of time to do the simplest of things. Show you're comfortable. Make sure that your back has its natural curvature. Lifting up through the head, chin in. Eyes gently closed. The jaw relaxed. Lips together, teeth apart. Shoulders. Give them a squeeze if you still feel tension there. Sometimes taking a deep breath, holding it for a little while, and just letting it go. Get a feel for that posture. This is the posture of the awakened mind, isn't it? And all the energy we need is just to remain upright. If during the sitting the body slumps, so just make a note to straighten up and lift the body up. If it gets all tight, just note that as being tight and just relax it. Bringing our attention to the breath, the rising and falling of the abdomen. If you're already committed to the nostrils, that's fine. Try and use a little noting word to keep the attention steady. As it rises, rising, 
You can repeat it once, twice, whatever feels comfortable. As it falls, falling. And as you relax, the gap between the end of the out-breath and the beginning of the in-breath can lengthen. The mind can slip away there. So give yourself a touch point. Touch of your hands. Touching, touching. And as soon as the breath begins again, just return to it. If you're already established at the nostrils and you want to stay there, just in, in, out, out will do. Even though we use these little noting words to occupy the thinking mind, our attention is on sensations. Feeling the breath rising and falling. Rising, falling, touching. If the mind is wandering, so note very clearly what it's doing. Is it planning, thinking, dreaming? What's it doing? And then just bring the attention back to the breath. When you get back to the breath, make a little determination to stay there. Rising, falling, touching.
If the mind is wandering, as soon as you become aware of it, note it clearly, really acknowledge it, recognize, acknowledge it. Worrying, worrying, thinking, thinking, dreaming, dreaming, and so on. And then just turn away from it, back to the breath. Make a little intention to stay there. Rising, falling, touching. If the mind is wandering, recognize, acknowledge it clearly, bring that attention back to the breath. If you're feeling irritated by your mind, note irritation, frustration, and so on. If you're beginning to feel a bit sleepy or tired, lift the spine. You can open the eyes a little, let the light in. If you're really sleepy, you can open them wide so that a lot of light comes in. You can even stand up. Relaxing on the breath like this, begin to experience the breath as neutral but pleasant. Pleasant, neutral sensations, silencing the mind, calming the heart, stilling the body. Rising, falling, touching just relaxing into this present moment wide awake
If the mind is wandering, clearly note and acknowledge it, bring that attention back to the breath, make a determination to stay there. Feeling sleepy or tired, lift that spine, open the eyes, stand up. Hopefully now you feel a bit more centered, a bit more relaxed. See now if you can focus in on the breath without getting tight. If tightness comes, relax. Relax the shoulders. And just see if you can be with the breath at the very beginning of the in-breath. Just to be with all those sensations to the very end. The beginning of the out-breath, just stay with all those sensations to the very end. If the gap is wide, bring the attention to a touch point. Rising, falling, touching. Becoming aware of how each breath is arising and passing away.
becoming aware of how the breath is breathing. It doesn't need you. Throughout the rest of the sitting, if the mind wanders, just note it carefully, really recognize and acknowledge it and bring your attention back to the breath. Begin the process again. If you begin to feel sleepy or tired, then make that effort to lift the spine, open the eyes, stand up. Open up now, let your attention move outward, including both the body and whatever's coming into the body. If a sound draws your attention, you're not interested in the sound itself, but in the process of hearing. The sensation draws your attention, maybe some discomfort. Go to it, feel it, experience it fully. It may be an emotional state, pleasant or unpleasant. If it draws your attention, go to it, feel it, experience it, let it express itself. Don't do anything. And if, as I say, you get caught up in a thought pattern, as soon as you wake up out of it, note it, really recognize, acknowledge it, and begin again with the breath. Rising, falling, touching. Can you become aware of how everything you're experiencing is arising and passing away?
and you become aware of your reactions how when something is pleasant one is drawn to it one wants to hold it, keep it, indulge it not want it to change how when something is uncomfortable there's a resistance a wanting to change it a wanting to move away from it anxious, ignore it and so on Remember, don't do anything. Just watch. Just feel. Just experience. Can we see how any sensations, feelings in the body are arising and passing away outside our control? 
When it comes to the mind with its thoughts and images, it's better at this stage just to note it and turn back into the body, the feeling body, the sentient body. Can you see how when we take this position of the knower, the observer, the feeler, everything is happening just of its own accord, not under our control. Putting aside now all instruction, just feel, experience, note anything which draws your attention within the field of awareness. When you come to the end of a sitting, it's good to spend some time just on reflecting upon it. Ask yourself, how committed were you at bringing yourself back into the present moment? 
or were you lazy? How did you deal with the various mental, physical states that arose? Were you skillful? Did you know what to do? Or were you confused? I shall be putting up two pieces of paper on the board. One of them is for Dharma questions for people who are on the weekend retreat. <coughs> Excuse me. The other is for Vipassana questions, anything to do with the technique or the practice. And I'll answer those uh, as quickly as I can after they're written down. So make sure that all your confusions or questions are answered concerning the practice. Otherwise we waste time. And finally, which of the three characteristics was most prominent for you? Was it that things were rising and passing away? Was it this business of reacting to things, wanting, not wanting? Desire, the Buddha says, is the cause of psychological suffering. Or was it that sense of not me, not mine? And make a small resolution for the next sitting, something that um, you feel you ought to develop or continue. So now we're going to do some walking meditation and uh, <clears throat> we're going to form two circles. I think it'll just about work. Uh, all these people on this side, if you form a circle around that half of the room and on this side, on the other half of the room, and we'll just do a small walking meditation just to either remind ourselves of how to do it or to introduce people who haven't done it. Hmm? Those people who are sitting on chairs, later on, if you wish, you can come down by the side. Bring your chairs down by the side. Okay? Uh, Tomorrow, that would be. So, with walking meditation, uh, you begin as we did with standing. You place your attention on your feet. Our noting word is standing. Yeah? Hold on a minute. I'll I'll just explain it first. Yeah, it makes it simple, if we like. And then you make the intention to walk. And the intention is just saying it, intending to walk. And then there's the lifting, there's the moving forward, there's the lowering and the placing as you displace your weight into that foot. So after the first step, the two feet are on the ground. Then the next one starts, lifting, moving, lowering, placing. And the benefit of walking meditation is that it's a more obvious action than the breath, therefore it's easier to follow. And because it's a neutral sensation, you're developing 
steadiness of attention. I don't particularly like the word concentration because people start knitting their brows. Eh? It's a steadiness of attention which you can then bring into your sitting. So it's a very strong, it's a very good practice for developing steadiness of attention, moment to moment attention. Okay, so now if you make your intention to stand and go to a walking place and then just see if you can note and be aware of all the actions it takes to get you there. Right? And remember, we have time. Intending to stand. Intending to walk, lifting, moving, lowering, placing. You can do it on the spot if you find yourself crunching up against somebody. Bringing ourselves to a standstill. So normally you choose about 10, 10, 12, maybe 15 steps, that would be enough. Bring yourself to a standstill. Standing, standing. 
And once the attention is firmly fixed on the soles of the feet, intending to turn. Turning. Turning. Standing. And again, when you feel a firm stillness, intending to walk. Lifting, moving, lowering, placing. Lifting. and bringing ourselves to a standstill. Standing. Once that feeling of being absolutely in the present moment, you can make your next intention and off you go again. But we'll make our intention to sit and we'll do a small practice of loving kindness, goodwill. Intending to sit. practice of goodwill is very important in, uh, in the whole spiritual life because vipassana is concerned with purifying the heart, allowing these conditionings to arise and pass away, exhaust themselves, our anxieties, depressions, remorse, the whole gamut of human misery. But it's also about insight, it's also about recognizing the way we really are, the way things really are. 
And to do that, we take a very objective position within ourselves. And the danger is that this equanimity becomes confused with indifference. So we have to re-enter the psychophysical organism and rejoin the world. And we do that through the practice of goodwill. And it also reminds us that our practice is not just for ourselves, it's also for the benefit of others, so that they can live more peacefully with us. And the classic blessings are, may you be safe, safe from danger, from without and from within ourselves. May you be well, everybody wants to be happy, uh, sorry, healthy. May you be happy, free of mental distress. And to be at ease with life, to live contented in harmony with the world. And the world is not always pleasant. Goodwill practice has nothing to do with emotions. It's an act of will. It's an attitude. Eventually, the heart, of course, does respond with beautiful feelings. But to practice goodwill, we can do it even when we're depressed, when we don't want to do it. Because we're developing an attitude and not an emotional state. We begin with our benefactors, people who've helped us in our lives. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. We can bring to mind those who are near and dear to us. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. We can bring to mind friends, people at work, whomever we wish. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. We can bring to mind neutral people, people we see but don't know, neighbours, people who travel on the same bus or the same tube, and offer them the same quality of goodwill. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world.
returning now that stream of goodwill towards ourselves. May I be safe, well and happy. May I live contented in harmony with the world. And into the heart of goodwill, we can bring in somebody we find difficult. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. And beginning to radiate outwards, first of all to each other here in this room, our spiritual companions. May we be safe, well and happy. May we live contented in harmony with the world. We can radiate outward to our neighbours and here you can relocate to where you live. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. Radiating outward to all the people in our country. May you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. To all the peoples of Europe, may you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. To all people on earth, may you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world. And finally, to all beings in all directions, may you be safe, well and happy. May you live contented in harmony with the world.
And we'll draw our meditation to a close with the chant Sabe, Sata, Sukita, Hantu, which just means may all beings be happy three times and then Sadhu, 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 which means well done. Sabe sata sukita hantu Sabe sata sukita hantu Sabe sata sukita hantu Sadu sadu Sadu. So, <clears throat> plenty of time to um, get to bed. So remember, from now until we fall asleep is also very much part of our practice. Uh, don't create a hierarchy. You know, sitting is more important than walking, more important than brushing our teeth. Uh, bring yourself by bringing ourselves into the present moment, whatever we're doing, that's the practice. Hmm? And when we're doing something as opposed to an active form of meditation, our attention is exactly what we're doing. And there are two qualities the qualities of attention, where we're putting our attention, and the quality of care, where we put the heart. So whatever we do has some quality of attention and some quality of care. Yeah? And just make sure that you keep stopping after every action and make an intention. So when you're washing your hands, you note, intending to wash my hands, washing, washing. Keep your attention exactly on the feel of the water, the soap, your hands. Bring your attention right to that point. When you've finished, it's the next one, intending to brush my teeth. So you off we go again. See, how long has it been since you've tasted your toothpaste? So all these little things become very bright in the mind once you put your attention there. And then uh, when you find yourself prone in bed, uh, put your attention on the breath. But don't do it to investigate because that will wake you up. Do it in order to feel the breath as a very pleasant place to be, calming the mind, calming the heart, stilling the body. Hmm? If uh, you feel a bit restless, try the metta. But keep it very simple, just two things. Uh, may you be happy and so on. Make two blessings to yourself, to somebody else and to all beings. Keep it very simple. But keep it going. Yeah? Just, the, just the mantra, just keep it going. If that doesn't work and you feel very, very restless, then take a position which is comfortable and refuse to move under all circumstance and see what happens. And of course, before you fall asleep, to make a earth-shattering decision to wake with the bell. Sleep peacefully. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.